Welcome back to another episode of the Strongman Winter Circle podcast with my co-host Anthony Furman. And today's guest is Tommy Lavelle. Hey guys, what's up? For you guys that don't know Tommy, Tommy is a phenom in the 80 kilo scene. Um, he's a former world champion at the 80 kilo for the winning the OSG title. And last year he also came, was a runner up um, for OSG. So two great performances and he's going to c- continue competing in the 80 kilo scene. So Tommy, thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Let me, let me I, just pack on some more. He's also a entrepreneur, a gym owner and an advocate for all athletes in the sport. That is very true. I was also I was a skateboarder. I was a hairdresser. I, uh, I also won. I mean, the, you're going to laugh. I won uh, another world title, the uh, USS strongman <laughs> lightweight worlds, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I love bringing that up because it was like there were only American guys there, and it was just like a repeat of nationals. <laughs> but that, I didn't know that was a thing. Is that like um, is that is yeah. that like an every year thing, or is it was that a special occasion? Yeah, no, it was every year. It's like, you know, I talked to Willie uh, a lot about it, um, and he just wanted. He said he wanted to like make a pro show for the lightweight guys since we didn't get pro cards and stuff. Yeah. So I won. A th- I mean, I won a thousand bucks, which was really fucking cool, yeah. um, and I got one of those gigantic checks. But they they misprinted the check and it only said a hundred. So I mean, <laughs> I didn't I didn't need to cash it, but I I thought it was pretty funny. At this point, like two years ago, I would have laughed, but I'm like I'm like Willie, I get it, man. Shoot, yeah, shoot yeah. that is just every time there's something. There's always there's always something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's funny you say that. Yeah, I, so I I own a couple gyms. We're actually trying to op- open a third pretty soon. But yeah, I I know. Once you, yeah, once you're on the other side of the things and you're the one doing this stuff, that well, two things. One, it's way more work than anyone realized, and, and the other thing is, you know, when people get upset about something, it's sort of like, well, I, I promise you, it took me a long time to come to this decision, and like, I'm not just making the decision like lightly. And it was also really fucking hard to make, and this shit is killing me, and I'm not getting any sleep. <laughs> yeah. The the internal stress we put on ourselves sometimes, it's like yeah. every because every decision we make affects people at this point. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But Tommy, we have a actually a pretty interesting piece at stake this year at OSG. So right, everybody in this in this chat has been a world champion. Um, Anthony actually has three total podiums with a first, first, and third. We both have a first and second. So if we both win this year, we would be the most decorated OSG athletes because on the women's side, I don't think there's there's been a multiple time winner. Um, I think Sandra Bradley and Rebecca Raleigh both have like two or three podiums, but they don't have a win. So if we both win this year, we would be the most decorated OSG athletes. Nice. When we both win this year, we will be the most. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me, you're telling me I could come back and stop this from happening. That is true. You got to pick, you got to pick, you got to pick one. You're coming back. You're not coming back, but we'll find out November 11th to 13th in Daytona beach. Everyone will know November 10th at 8 a.m. in the morning. Well, they're there. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but Anthony, uh, no, but Tommy, we, I, I need to hear how you got started. Um, I don't yes. think I ever heard the story. So yeah, give us a brief rundown of how you got inspired to be a strong man. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened to anything I've done where I talk, but I, I'm really bad at this shit. I just talk and talk and talk. Maybe that makes me good at it. No, but I, I'll, I'll try to get to the point <laughs> if I, you know, quickly. Um, yeah. So my, 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 my sort of story, I guess, is that I've always wanted to do strongman. I think a lot of people 
found out about it or were powerlifters or were, you know, bodybuilders or something like that. I, I've always wanted to do it my whole life. Um, when I was growing up, you know, we didn't have cable. So we just had this giant antenna and we had like 20 channels or something. And I think one of them was ESPN or maybe ESPN is a cable channel. I did have cable. I don't fucking know. But anytime, uh, you know, World Strongest Man was on, I mean, I would stop. You know, and this was the days before even the channel guide to tell you what was on. So I get to flip through the channels to find it, find out what was going on. I'd, I'd hit ESPN and see World Strongest Man. On, always stop, put down the row. This is what I'm watching until it's over. Um, you know, saw a bunch of the old stuff, saw some of the current stuff. You know, this is uh, early 90s, late 80s at the time. Um, same thing with like Lumberjack games. I always thought that was fucking oh, cool. Shit. Yeah, those were dope. Dude, where like they'd have like this, this, tree trunk in the ground and they'd have these like shims in their pocket and they they chop a little thing in the tree stick a shim in it, and then jump up onto that one and then chop another thing and dude they fucking were flying they used to run over they did the log run right where they would just run on the logs in the water it looked like me on the titan games except i fell and they, don't, they don't fall they keep, keep going that was a lot of fun to watch dude it's it's always like so me this might i don't know if this is a weird thing to say or not but in i've always been very comfortable in my own body like I've I've always felt very control in control of my body. So anytime I watch things like this, I don't think, wow, that's cool. I think I could do that and I'd be fucking good at it. You know what I mean? Uh, That happened to me with skateboarding. Um, I found out you could like do tricks on a skateboard and I was like, oh, well, give me one of those. You know, so I I, I started skateboarding for a while. I got uh, pretty good at it. Um, The same thing uh, happened with piano. Like I decided I wanted to play piano. So I bought a piano and like taught myself to play piano. And then I ended up going to school for it for a little bit, uh, just a couple of years. Juilliard, Uh, did you go to Juilliard? No, I was. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was in New York, but I didn't go to Juilliard. I went to uh, Hunter College. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that'd be. I mean, that'd be pretty. If I if I taught myself how to play piano and got into Juilliard, that'd be pretty sick. You'd be like Matt Damon in that movie. Wait, no, that was a math problem. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Applesauce or fucking whatever. Uh. So yeah, so I, I when when I saw Strongman, I thought I could do that. I could be good at it, and I and I want to do it. So I, I always wanted to do it, but you know, it just seems like that's one of these things that happens on TV. Well, fast forward a very long time when I was like thirty two or thirty three, I was I decided I needed to start going to the gym because it's just time to do something like that. Um, and in my teenage years, my mom was married for a while to uh, someone who was a former professional bodybuilder, so he owned a gym. So. He taught me all about like, you know, the split, you know, the back and buys, chest and tries, you know, so everything I knew about working out was, was that stuff. So that's what I was doing. You know, I was doing these splits. I was going to a failure every time, that sort of thing. Um, And then I I just was like, you know, I'm I'm never going to be the biggest guy. Actually, I don't even give a shit what I look like. I just want to get stronger. What, What does that mean? So I literally Googled, you know, how to get stronger in the gym. And it's like, okay, compound movements. So I'm doing compound movements. Uh, then I, what, what happened? I read, uh, a book by Tim Ferriss called the four hour body. And it was all like, it's, it's, he's like one of these like, uh, quantified man, data hacker, self hacker people. And, uh, there was one chapter on this study from the seventies where this dude put on 30 pounds of muscle in 30 days or some shit. So I started trying to do that. Cause I was like, I just want to see how big I can get. Um, well, I didn't gain any weight. I was drinking a gallon of whole milk every single day and eating just as much food as possible. What what year is this? Because it sounds like a muscle tech ad from like 2008. (laughs) So, so I'll send you the thing. Uh, The the study was from shit, like the seventies or something. 
it, it turns out the study was flawed. It was this dude who definitely took steroids before and he just had an injury and he lost weight because of the injury and putting the weight back on was obviously very easy. Science! Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just in the gym doing this sort of thing. And then I listened to a podcast with Tim Ferriss and he has Pavel Satsulin or something like this, this Russian kettlebell dude. Um, and, and he was saying, you know, it's really important to have a competition on the horizon um, because that way you have something to train for. Well, that really spoke to me. I was like, well, that's great because training is fucking boring. So if I can have a reason, then that I work really well under pressure, I work really well if I have a reason for something. Um, so let me do that. Okay. And they suggested powerlifting. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find a powerlifting competition. So I, I Googled powerlifting competition, New York city. And there were like tons. And I was like, Oh shit, that's crazy. I didn't even realize that there was competitive stuff like that for me. And then almost immediately, like a light clicked. And I thought, Holy shit, what if there's strongman for me? I'm dude, I live in New York city. Like we've got everything. And I Googled strongman NYC and there was a gym and there was a coach. What year, what year was this? I was 33. So 20, what the, f- wait, what year is it now? 2022. I don't fucking know. Nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2013. 2013. No, wait, it was, no, I, no, I started in 2015. Yeah. I started I, seven years ago. I did 2015. Cause that's the year I opened, I opened uh, the salon. Um, Right. It was 2015. So yeah, I went in for the first day and you got like a free session, complimentary session or whatever. And I, he was like, what's up? His name was Chad Cantor. I don't know if you guys ever met Chad. I feel like that's familiar. I, feel like I know that name. Though. Maybe. Yeah. He coached like a bunch of people like Sarah Brennan and Caitlin Juhas and Nate Green. I think he coached yeah. Nate Green. I definitely recognize the voice or the name for sure. Yeah. So I walked in and the first thing I said, I was like, I want to compete. And he was just like, Oh, okay. So like looked up a competition um signed up and then i just trained like 12 weeks or 16 weeks straight for it uh and won obviously <laughs> Isn't that, that's a good feeling like when you find like you're naturally good at something pretty much yeah you know i've talked to other people about this sort of thing and i think with a, a, a lot of other people's stories are that they trained really hard and they lost they got stomped and that gave them the fire and drive to like try harder yeah uh I think it was the opposite for me. I just really enjoyed doing it. And since I won that, like reinforced that I should keep doing it. That was very similar. That's very similar with my interest in sport, man. Like I did pretty well, but I also loved it. And yeah, very similar. Yeah. And actually I I was saying uh, that this year at OSG uh, this past year, 2021, if I lost that, I probably wouldn't come back because I I just turned, I just, I just turned 40 in April. Um, I mean, I'm, fucking old that's a, new, that's a new 30 bro yeah yeah i'm, I'm a new york 40 <laughs> uh you know and i was just like i don't know if i can handle i don't i don't know if i could like mentally handle uh losing and then coming back to try to get it back and losing again yeah, you know right. what i mean um because I mean, I, it, it sounds, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know how it sounds. And I don't care how it sounds. I do this so I can be better than everyone else. Not so I don't, I'm not, I'm never like competing against myself. I want to be better than everyone else. That's all I want. You know what I mean? Um, so what I do is I try to surround myself with people that are better than me. So at least I can be, you know, I'm right. So if I, if I'm going against the best in the world, I want to be better than all of them. I'm not like signing up for novice at a local competition. Uh, but you know, I, I lost by one point. 
uh, this last year. So I really do still have the fire because, yeah. I mean, it was, I, I don't know if, if you guys have any idea what happened. With was, it was on the log, right? Just, it was a few, you, you didn't hit as many reps as you were expected. Oh, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember the log, I remember the log hurting you a little bit just because of your expectations. So the, the, I mean, I didn't do well. I, I came like 11th in log and then yoke set. I was in like 13th place after day one or something. You flew um, back. You stormed back. Yeah. And then, you know, after, after day one, uh, Shay and I went to grab a little fucking Shake Shack or I don't know, some fast food or something. And I just, it was really somber. Um, you know, I think she was like, sort of like trying to figure out how I felt. And I, I was just sort of like, well, I, I don't think I have a choice. You know, I'm definitely not going to make podium. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not going to win. So maybe at least I can make podium. So let me try that. Or maybe shit, maybe I don't even make podium. And maybe that's just, you know what? Hey, that's just the way it is. But then, and I was just having a really weird day that first day. I was feeling kind of weird. Um, but yeah, the next, the next day uh, I started to feel fucking good and have fun and it, it changed everything. Uh, but yeah, so I know we're not talking about recent events, but uh, just well, so- I mean, that's a pretty good segue into two questions that I had. Um, just what we talked about so far. Like one, I want to start with, you know, several times, I don't have the sound. You're like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but fuck it, I don't care, right? Yeah. I want to bring, you know, if people don't know you and they haven't followed you and never met you or seen what you do, you are a very unique individual person and you own it and it radiates happiness. And I love to see it and I appreciate it so much because, you know, I've strived a long time to free myself from the constraints of, social societal whatever to be myself you know and mr sprout here is manifesting himself freeing yourself from those societal chains of oppression you know know, it's to be said though like i truly do appreciate it and and just can you speak a little bit to like you said you've always been comfortable in your body which is obvious mr butt shots which is fine because (laughs) i wear booty shorts (laughs) well well that's not really what i when i said comfortable in my body yeah i know how I, i meant like in control of my body like I've always, my body has always just done exactly what I tell it to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, you have that natural talent. You seem to be very connected and be able to, uh, whatever you put your mind to, your body will like, let's do it, bro. Yeah. Um, the being comfortable part, you know, I, you, well, I, I guess part, partly for me, um, maybe, maybe part of it is living in New York City. I don't, I don't want to give my environment too much credit. Um, but you know, here I I'm, I'm exposed to a, a, a ton of different stuff. Like, you know, everybody's very like, you know, gender fluid. There, there are a lot of trans people there, you know, like that there's all this stuff that I, I get, oh, I get black melting pot. Just everybody's there together in that scene. Yeah. And, and you get to see people just doing whatever it is they want to do. I mean, well, I mean, you can't be guaranteed that's what they want to do. I think even here is there still are people trying to conform to something, yeah. but, um, yeah, you know, I, I remember being um, in high school and very specifically, like not outwardly, but internally thinking in, that I wanted to be like a certain person. Like I would pick someone out and be like, you know, I mean, I did not like as a habit, like, oh, I picked them today. And I picked yeah, them today. You had, you had an idol. It's almost like, you know, I see that. Yeah. yeah, like whatever my little group was, you know, obviously I, I, I didn't fit in. I was very small, you know, I was very little guy. So, um, you know, I didn't fit in with like, you know, a popular crowd or any sort of sports type crowd. I was a skateboarder. So I fit in with, you know, those, those types of people. And I would pick out the one guy who I thought was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And then always like, I was so impressed by that. So 
I, I would always try to be that person. It, well, that was the, that was the mistake though. Right. Like I'm trying, instead of, yep. you know, you think, Hey man, how, how can I be myself? I am being myself. How can I not be myself? Right. But I was trying to copy what they were doing. And I did that, I think for a very long time. Um, and when I first got into being a hairdresser, uh, the guy I learned how to do hair from was just like, he just did like, he was just, he was fucking crazy. Like he would just say the wildest shit to his clients, but he was just so busy all the time. And so I started developing my own little sort of personality around being a hairdresser. Um, and slowly over time, you know, and, and if you're doing someone's hair, um, especially if you're charging a lot of money for it, uh, you, you're touching their physical body. You're, you're, you're changing the way they look, the way they feel about themselves. You have to go into it with a ton of confidence, whether you have it or not. So the very first day, um, when you go from being an assistant to being a hairdresser, we call it going on the floor. So the very first day I was on the floor, like somebody came in and I was in the break room. They're like, Hey, we've got a haircut for you. And I was like, Oh fuck, here we go. You know, like, I, all right. Like I just have to be that thing. And, and it's terrifying, you know, but you have a choice to either like just do it or, or, or like, or not do it. Um, uh, which is here, here's just a little side note, which is kind of funny. Even before coming on this podcast, I started to get really nervous. I was just like, for your about, friends, why you get nervous? Well, just, you know, because other people are going to see it. And I, I start to think about, well, what am I going to say? You know, like, okay, like trying to, you know, trying to think of jokes or fucking something. I don't know. <laughs> but, dad joke us? You know, I just, I don't know. But, you know, but, you know, it's just like at a certain point, like I knew I was going to get over here and just be like, okay, we're doing it and there's nothing to be afraid of. But so, you know, being a hairdresser, um, I think really helped me develop sort of my own personality because you have to have a personality based around yourself as a professional. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think during that time, maybe I took a little too far and I was a little too fucking arrogant. Uh, pla- uh, my, you know, my, my girlfriend will know exactly what I'm talking about. Shay, she, she was a hairdresser too. She's like, oh yeah, typical fucking straight hairdresser. Just like being a fucking asshole. Um, now, now did, you, did you do men, men and women's hair or just men's or? Yeah, no, men, men and women. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't a barber. That's um, it's sort of technically a different license that you get from the state. I was a cosmetologist. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so you were. Oh, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, so so you learned how to communicate just with a wide variety of people. Then, like doing that. I mean, you were just you know you constantly had to almost adapt to their needs, and that te- that does teach you a lot, man. I mean, yeah. I credit a lot of my interpersonal communication skills to being a recruiter in the army. To be honest, I mean, oh just, yeah you talk to everybody and you get told no, and you still got to be positive and you learn how to talk to people and read people and kind of feel the situation. Totally. Like see, see what they're going through because yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, I don't really do sales or anything, but that's called like finding someone's pain. Right. Like, I mean, like, like you said, they're there. So they're there for you, not how you cut hair. Cause it's just like people join the army for me. They didn't join the army for the army. Right. Like the recruiter, you know, so they like the hairdresser. So that's, so I totally get that. Yeah. Tommy, do you have any suggestions for Anthony's hair? In his in his mug, I mean, I, I like exactly what he's doing. There there is no goes right, like oh, absolutely, no, one hundred percent, yeah. Especially in a stage like this, you don't want to have. Well, maybe you want to have a goal, but like, just fucking, just let it go, baby. Yeah. Like like people would be growing their hair out and say like, well, can we do something as it grows out? I was like, put a fucking beanie on, just wait two years, and then you'll have long hair. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, because I thought about that, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know if it's gonna grow in like like Brett Michaels or like or how it's going to grow in. So if it grows in and I need to feather it, I'll feather it. I don't care. We'll figure it out. Like Chris Elliott in um, scary movie Two, grab my strong hand. It could grow in like that. And I just call it audible and cut it off. You never know. <laughs> Dude, you just need to get out of the shower with it wet, hop in your IROC Z, 
and just blast down the fucking highway, just let it get windblown, right? I was like, like I was gen- when I, when Ariana told me I could finally do a little bit of a thing, I was like, finally, let's do this. <laughs> when she told you you could do it, she's like, okay. <laughs> we made, well, because before this, I, you know that phase where like it gets long, but there's nothing you could do with it except wear a hat. Yeah, you just so gotta work. Yeah, you just gotta do that for a while. Um, so, anyways, that leads into my second question, though, because we talked. You talked about being the former champion, coming back, and having a bad day one. So, as a former champion, leading up to OSG, like, what kind of stressors? What did you feel? You know, obviously, if you're to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? And you were the man. So, yeah. did that add to or take away from your ability to perform, or how, how did you deal with that leading up to it? Because no matter if people talk about it, it's there, right? Like, you're like, poof, I'm the guy. Yeah. Well, can I talk about the year I won first? Yes. Because I feel like that's, that's kind of important to, to sort of lead into this because I had like a little bit of an epiphany this last year. So uh, with, without getting into like any details, really, I, I, was, I was married uh, before 2019. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm divorced um, and I have an, an amazing girlfriend now who is like- You got divorced in, in three years, you lucky bitch. <laughs> it take me forever. Yeah, well, it it still took me longer than I guess I would have liked. Um, but 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 Shay is like just insanely supportive, and and, and not in like a a superficial way, like like in a in a real way. Like I, I know she doesn't give a shit about strong men, but she cares about me, so she cares about that, right? Beautiful. And I hadn't experienced that before because my ex wife was very. Um, she would like let me do it, but she didn't give a shit, you know, and I won, I won something once. She's like, okay, can you quit now? And I was like, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't great. I get it. So a lot of stuff really aligned in 2019. I, I got out of that relationship. I got in, into a new, amazing, supportive relationship. Um, and at, at the time I owned that salon with my ex-wife and she didn't want to see me. Uh, and I didn't want to see her either, but I only worked two days a week, the two days a week that she didn't work, I would work. So I was only working two days a week for pretty much all of 2019. I had a ton of free time. A little bit of that was stressful because I was like, what am I going to do with my life? But a little bit of it was like really beautiful because I hadn't had that in so long because I worked so much. And I've got this like amazing new partner that I'm just like happy to share life with. So I'm like training and chilling and being in a great relationship. It, It like... I won like that year. I won New York strongest man. Then I won USS nationals. Then I, a couple months later, I won USS worlds. Um, and then going into OSG, I was feeling good, feeling great. Um, but this is a, another little story that I, I, I love to tell uh, just because it's, it's for me, it's like, like this thing that om- I almost didn't figure out, but I was, I feel really lucky to have figured it out. And that's, on day one of OSG and always leading up to OSG, it never, and this is so unlike me, it never even occurred to me to win. I wasn't thinking, I, I, I didn't plan to win. And I usually never set goals for myself. And like, you know, if I, I always say this thing to people, like if, if I handed you a, a ball, I said, throw this as far as you can, you wouldn't pick a spot, right? You would, you would try to throw it around the earth and then you'd find out where it lands. Yeah. So, so that's usually what I do, but for some reason, in 2019, I had like these three goals. I was like, make day three. That's going to happen. I know that. That's, that's not really a goal. Uh, I want to crack top five. I want to win one event. And there was this one person that I wanted to beat just because I was like, I want to beat them. Was, who's that? was that Richie, the light, lights out stout? 
No, no, I, I won't say who it is because it, oh, it was. I thought we were going to get some good no, stuff. No, and and you know what? For me, it was it wasn't really petty, but it was like you know this manufactured thing in my mind. It wasn't a very important goal, but it was just like it'd be kind of sweet. You what? sound like Michael Jordan right now. That's what Michael Jordan used to do to people's manufactured bottle. <laughs> he made, made that shit up. Yeah, yeah. dude, that sounds, that sounds so very good. That, dude, day. that documentary is fucking phenomenal. I recommend everyone watch it. The Last Dance. The Last Dance. It's so everyone that's ever competed in anything. Watch that. Dude, you know what else you need to watch if you like that? You need to watch the first season of Cheer. I am not kidding you. It, dude, I, I am not kidding. If you could, dude, it'll you'll cry every episode. It's fucking amazing. Really? The amount, of, the amount of tradition that they have around all these things. They have these secret handshakes before. They're almost autistic with with the shit. It, it's it's really incredible. The first season, second season was good, but the first season was awesome. Uh, do hold on. Let me write that down because I just retired from the army, so I have binge days. <laughs> it's awesome so yeah so the first day i, I didn't um I, I didn't plan on winning i, I just i went out and it was viking press i suck at bike i suck at pressing so I, I came in 10th i was like whatever and then the next event was deadlift i think i i smoked yeah i smoked the deadlift and i was like all right i accomplished my goal of winning an event also by the way not only did i win the event i got the fastest time of any of the classes on that one the the deadlift ladder in 2019 oh i've looked i've looked at i've looked at yeah (laughs) well the next the next day it was um the farmer we first started with farmers same thing not only did i win i got the fastest time of any class and as as i got done with that i thought oh shit dude I, i i what am i doing i should win this thing you know what i mean like and i feel like i almost didn't have that realization i'm not sure why but then I got nervous. I was like, okay, I've got, I want to win now. Um, so I just say that because fast forward to 2021 and the whole year, I was just thinking, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Um, and then I just kind of had a, a, like a shit first day, mm-hmm. you know, and then I thought maybe I couldn't win. And I decided I want to, it, it was just, it, it was it was it was just so different, I guess. Where yeah. leading into one, I wasn't thinking about it, and I did so well <laughs> with no pressure. But and then I was gonna say, Tommy, in hindsight, do you think since it was like what two years in between contests, do you think you needed a contest before to kind of warm up and, and shake the rust off? Yes, and something else I figured out was I, I used to be a very emotional lifter. I, I needed to pace back and forth for a while for myself. And I, 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 I call it like this white noise of emotion. I can't be thinking of any one thing. I can't visualize something. I can't be angry. I can't whatever. I just have to get like. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. 
AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out happy and sad and like angry and rage and like regret. And I have to keep just like force feeding it into my brain until it all starts to, until I kind of go blind. And then I can just go out and let muscle memory kind of take over. Well, I was trying to do that in 2021 and it just didn't, it felt fake. I was like, try, I was like, come on, buddy, get fucking angry. And I, I just couldn't, you know what come I mean? Like, on, I, buddy. Yeah. Like <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and when I started to go have fun is when I started to do well. And I, so maybe I, I, it, it's been, it had been two years and I think maybe I become a different lifter, a, a different competitor in those two years. And I just didn't even know it, yeah. Um, yeah. which is, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought about doing some competitions before OSG and I thought, you know, what's the point? I, I'm good at comp. I'm great at competition. I'm really good under pressure uh, in pretty much all aspects of, of my life. So, you know, to me, it was like, that's just a weight cut. And then like a win that I don't care about. And then, you know, stress on my body. I was like, I- I'm going to be fine, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I never really thought too much about defending my title because, and this was a bit of a mistake on my part. I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion that I was going to win. I was like, Oh bro, nobody's going to, fucking beat me well actually what I, I did say one time like there's no one that i know of that can beat me well it turns out i'd never heard of fucking ricky panganaban before no that's not my fault so not many. Sure. No, yeah no no, no no one i knew beat me all right I, mean, I do gotta say that you know i think having confidence in yourself as a champion is important i don't think it says a lot of times we feel bad because we don't want to be judged by others for being selfish or being overconfident yeah but again I wouldn't have fucking won if I didn't believe in myself, no matter what it's, you know, it, at some point in that first year, that switch turned where you believed in yourself. Yeah. And that's okay. And a lot of times we apologize and we don't want people to know that we believe in ourselves, but I appreciate that because I don't think that's the reason you did poorly. Believe belief in yourself is really the reason you perform poorly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't want, I, I just don't want that to dissuade you because I do think that self-belief is so important, even if it's not overtly, um, even as manufactured, honestly. Well, you know. well, I'll sort of take you one further because I, I don't really think of what I have as like belief in myself. And, and I've been this way sort of my whole life. Um, it's, it's funny, like it's not being arrogant or cocky or anything. I, for, for whatever reason, and this is why 2019 was so weird. Um, I don't have something in me that lets me think I can lose. Like whatever it is, it's like, if you and I, if you're like, all right, put a trash can on that side of the room, we'll ball up pieces of paper and see who can get the most shots in out of 10. I'm like, Oh, sorry, bud. Like, you know, like I'm about to fucking ruin you. Like in my mind, of course I'm going to win. Why wouldn't I win? You know, of course I win. Um, you know, I, I, I always, I used to love sprinting and just running as fast as I could when I was a kid, I've always been very fast. And there's only like, there's only one time that I lost a foot race and I couldn't 
wrap my head around it. Like to me, there was data missing. Like there was a glitch in the matrix. Something happened. I was like, I couldn't, I, it, I can't even explain the feeling because it was so bizarre. Like I literally couldn't understand how I had lost. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So it, it's sort of like that. Like I just, and, and it, it doesn't have to be based in reality. You know, it could be something I've never tried before. Like if we, if I got in a fucking stock car, I'd be like, well, I'm going to win. Of course I'm going to win. Yeah, I've, I've accepted way more challenges than I should have just because of shit like that. Like, and yeah. I can say that you, so from my perspective, you have a, the reason I work for you and what, what I admire for you is you have that obvious self-confidence, but you do such a good job of tempering it with like empathy and acceptance. So yeah. you, while you know you're better than people at some things, it doesn't let you act differently around them. And I, that's very hard to do. And I think you found a very good marriage of the two. And it's what, what's allowed you to be successful, not only in personal endeavors, but your entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, I, I do appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I you, you can't be, you can't be a sore loser, you know, that's the line between that's where it goes from yeah. egotism. Like, and I, I think, I think maybe Shay was asking me like, what's going to happen? How am I going to feel if I lose? And I'm like, I won't, I won't feel anything. I'll just, you know, that's the only reason I would ever be upset if I lost anything is if I hadn't trained enough, you know what I mean? Like, um, if I had fucked off and then I'd be, I'd just be mad at myself for not, well, but if you, if you do everything you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's that old adage. Like I left everything out there. I perform like a champion. Someone performed better. What are you going to do? It happens. Yeah. 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 Yep. And also, I mean, as far as strongman goes, you know, I don't want it to be lost on people. I do think, I do think I'm just a little bit lucky with whatever it is, my age, my experience, like I was a skateboarder for a long time. I, I, I grew up running around and climbing stuff, my height, my weight, my genetics. I mean, it all plays a role. It's not like, obviously I work hard, but, um, all you gotta say is you're not born like this. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I appreciate that. That's very, very good insight. I, I really, I really think that's some good stuff. Nick, ask me a question. You ready? I, I yeah. Got, I got some, some good ones. Tommy, in the strongman world, what grinds your gears? Ooh. What grinds? All right. I'm going to give you, I've got, I'm going to give you one. I might get some hate for it. We'll protect, we'll protect you. I don't know. You, you know what really bugs me? And I, but I don't want to sound like a little fucking bitch. Um, I hate when the lightweight dudes call themselves and each other's hobbits. Like so the self-deprecation you think it does more harm than good. Yeah. I know it's like a cute thing we do, but I'm like, we could just not do that. We could also just be like ourselves and, and stuff. save the world, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying I may save the world without hobbits. Sauron would rule us all. Yeah, sure. I know. I mean, you know, like, I, I don't know why it bugs me so much. I, I think, well, one of the reasons I think it, it bugs me just viscerally, like just generally. But like, if I think more and more and more on it, I think uh, I don't like it because it it, it references us against um, the open class, essentially. Like we're only hobbits in reference to that. And it's like, you know, there's so much more to strongman than just the open class. Um, and I I think, I, I mean, obviously, obviously not to take anything, anything away from the open class. It's incredible to watch um, men, men and women. 
but you know, I think, I think weight class strongman, if promoted well, could be the thing that promotes strongman the most in, in the sense that, you know, sure. Everyone knows about, um, you know, world, well, not everyone, but a lot of people know about world strongest man and they think strongman is this thing for huge people. That's what I always thought. But when I found out someone my size could do it, I was like, oh shit. So my thinking is that if more people find out that people my size or e- even a 105 size are doing it, um, you know, that opens, hopefully, I, w- I would like to think opens the doors up to like, I mean, we'll never be as big as CrossFit or whatever, because we do drugs, but. Uh, <laughs> you know I, mean? no, I think you find yourself in good company here that I think I'm, me personally, I think I'm in agreement with exactly what you just said. Um, I, you know, I think we believe the same thing. Nicholas, who knows? He's kind of a. I, I always consider the 80 kilo men as like the, the pound for pound championship. So like you're figuring out who are the, who are the best, the most efficient men in the planet, really. Mm-hmm. It is like the, it's probably the perfect like apex of smaller size and strength, the 80 kilo class. Cause a lot of 90 guys, they're similar to 105. It's almost the same class. It just depends on how bad you want to cut and really just want to eat. But 80s, it's, it's so far separated from the 90 105s that you do get, I think, this, I want to say smaller men, but you get the smaller size men really performing feats of strength that are damn near what the 90s can do you know, which are almost what the one Oh fives can do when you keep going up the tree. So it's like, it gets that much more impressive because of the huge gap in my opinion. So, so, so that, so that's what's something that grinds my gears. And I, I feel comfortable saying it because it like pertains specifically to me. I feel like in strongman, I mean, obviously look who I'm talking to. We, we're going through, I don't say growing pains, but the sport is evolving and it's, it's like moving in different directions and there are a lot of opinions and, and things like that. And I, I, I sort of feel like um, it'll 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 figure itself out you know like market always corrects right it, yeah well well 50 years from now strongman will be what it's going to be um so uh you know i just try to fucking stay cool <laughs> and, and 50 you, years we'll be we'll be three guys in a wheelchair watching watching the competitions oh, I'm, almost, I'm almost in a wheelchair already i got a cane <laughs> do you really i do it gets money gets bad on some days like legit cane weather <laughs> I've got this adductor thing. I hurt, hurt my adductor today. I heard it a while back. It's not even really the adductor. It's like on the front, like right at the base of my dick, like almost below the bladder, but like the muscle. Is that a hernia? That's what I keep like coughing and like straining to see if something pokes out, but it doesn't. It just. So as? Maybe. It feels well, crazy. It hurts. It's. Yeah, yeah. All right, that would monitor that because that sounds like a possible hernia that get worse. Yeah, it's fucked up. But don't we don't think about hernias? We think about if you think about injuries, they're gonna appear. Just wear a, so. just wear a belt and you'll be all right. Yeah, perfect. So, just forget about it. Forget uh, about it. Yeah, you're from New York. You get out of here. Go back. Yeah. To, go back to Staten Island with the trash pile. <laughs> Any anytime I get a I get an injury, I just take a week off. There you go. Smart. <laughs> hey, so, there's worse things to do. Yeah. For, for our listeners that don't know Tommy, Tommy is a terrific thrower. Give us three tips on throwing. Ooh, Ooh fuck. Three tips on throwing. Okay. Man, I've, I've never tried to break it down. All right, tip one, watch the video I made on, on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I remember. Was that the outside video? Yeah, with uh, Rebecca Lorch and Andrew Hanus. Yes, I remember that. That was a good video. Uh it's good. It's it's a good video because the three of us 
Andrew and I are both naturally good at it. Uh, and so we've had to break it down ourselves, but we still think about it totally different ways. Rebecca was not good at it and she had to teach herself. So she has some really good tips on getting better. Um, the three things I would to, okay. One is actually try. I feel like when I see people throw bags, I don't know why they seem timid or something. You know what I mean? Like it can feel, I think, honestly, I think it could kind of feel embarrassing. I remember the very first time I did strongman. Um, it was, I had farmer handles and th- he put some weight on. He said, okay, you know, take them over there or whatever. And I kind of like walked them over and set them down and came back. And I saw someone else do them. They did it fast. And, and I said, uh, oh, am I supposed to do it fast? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Fast. I was like, as fast as like, how fast? He's like, well, as fast as you can. I was like, as fast as I can. And I had asked him like three times. Cause I was about to really fucking go for it. I didn't want to embarrass myself. So there was a kid the other day throwing bags and I was just like, okay, that looks good. Just try. I was like, why don't you try to throw it through the ceiling? You know, like give it a shot, like really fucking try to throw that thing. So maybe that's yeah. a good cue. You know, this is almost the same with stones. Don't load to the lip, load over the platform. Throw yeah. over the yeah I, I love that cue um the, the the other thing is i don't know watch videos of trebuchets maybe something like that <laughs> you know like so when, when i throw it i don't throw it up i throw it out in front of me so hard that if i didn't lean back it would pull me forward you know what i mean so that's kind of what i do um and also the other thing is i don't follow through like i don't let go at the top i it, 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 like I said, it comes really naturally to me. So, well, I, you'll I, notice though, I do notice you, you, you don't follow through with your arms, but your fingers go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm almost letting go like right here. But what you do though is your fingers still, you go back a little bit with the wrist, the fingers. Yeah. That's what I tell people. The thing where the fingers go, that's where the bags go. Ah. It's, yeah. That's Johnny Wisisco is all about the follow through and the wrist, the wrist flick. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, with the fingers, you have to flick the wrist. It's a very similar cue. Yeah. I, a lot of times I have to watch a video of myself to even know what I'm doing. Like for a long time, I was split cleaning an axle and I didn't know it. I, w- I just, it, it wasn't, I was like, watch somebody was like, Oh, cool. Split clean. I was like, what? Oh yeah. Cool. That's what I do because I have no mobility and I can't squat under anything. Well, yeah. I'm trying to get better at that. <laughs> I was watching, uh, of course I, I commented on it, but I was watching your 300 for a few singles the other day. That was pretty impressive. Dude, the course, 120 pounds over your body weight, which is, not too shabby. That transition, though, that was the most impressive thing for me. Like how easily you were able to clean that every time was just it takes so much off off the lift in the end, right? You save so much energy being as efficient as you are. It's wonderful. Totally, I I love belt cleans. I mean, a lot. It's it's you're, great. Again, you're in good company because I yeah. also love belt cleans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've done a lot of work over this last year on my lap mobility and like being able to get under the bar and it like the, the weight set on my shoulders, you know, cause you want to be able to have it on your shoulders and not be squeezing the weight, yeah. throw it with your shoulders, but usually it's just crushing my wrist, but it, it's, it's gotten a lot better. Um, very impressive. It's very good. I mean, very, very strong. I guess pound for pound, what the best in the world at it, in my opinion. I mean, it's, excuse me, it's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I've been called I, a good dresser. I look at how long like it took me to hit a 300 pound press from the ground. You know, I was still like 250 when I hit it. It's crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, Tommy. Um, so educate us a little bit about some of the upcoming prospects and contenders in the 80 kilo class. Who are some names you want to throw out? that are going to be champions one day or going to be, or going to be fighting for your belt 
But the pressure that on you, him. You're, that you're coming, trying to back, win back Dude, this year. I'll do my best. I'm going to forget people. I am, I'm so bad at this because I don't pay attention really to anyone. Um, I'm pretty self-absorbed. Respect. Um, no, respect. No, respect that because it don't matter. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one one person who I think is, is seems like he just keeps getting stronger and stronger is uh, Robert Hughes. I don't know if his oh it sounds so mean. I, I don't mean it mean, but I don't know if his issue is like a competition thing or what. Because when I've seen him, like like I did, um, I was doing trap bar deadlift, and I I was kind of sandbagging, and then I saw Hughes hit a bigger number than me, and I was like, well, what the fuck? I want to do a bigger number. So I was supposed to do a six RM and I did six sixty six, but it felt so good. I just kept going until I got to 10 and I was did six sixty six for 10. And I was like, proud of myself. I was like, look at me go this piece of shit did like seven eighty five for 10. I was like, what? Or seven, maybe it was seven eighty five for six. He did his six RM at seven. It was just like, Oh my God. So, I mean, I don't Poor know. Piece of shit here used in a very loving, loving paternal way. Yeah. <laughs> No, you gotta. I do the same thing. Like when I called you a bitch earlier, it wasn't a bitch. It was just like, bitch, please. <laughs> um, so for me, it's like, it's probably all the same like cast of characters that everyone's familiar with. It's like, you know, Andrew Haynes is really good, but he's got an issue of like, I think weighing too much and like he should probably be a 90. Um, I think he also has an injury, maybe. So I don't know about that. There's this one. Hawaiian kid his name is Bobby it's like Bobzilla on Instagram or something I cannot dude I'm so bad I can't remember anyone's names um way to go Nick and I'm gonna look for, I'll, I'll look for it I'll help you guys out keep, keep going um other than that I mean I feel like you well let me ask you guys a question put you on a, on a weird spot do you think the 80 class 80 kilo class at uh worlds this last year was stacked or not or do I, you know i thought probably the most stacked that it's been in a while i thought some of the, the english guys didn't perform as well as they could like the, the i think english twins and then uh there were some other decent uh 80 guys that didn't do as well there's like um did danny did, did was danny ashcroft there he was not there. No. He didn't come. Yeah. So I, I think a big, I think a big thing, I think a big thing with comps like that is it's hard to get stacked classes because of the costs associated with those shows sometimes. So it's it while you'll get you will get the best will win and the best will buy for the title. I yeah. do think that in my in my personal experience sometimes I know there's there was people missing. Yeah, that I would have liked to see there, so I could have stomped a hole in their ass. A hole so, in their ass right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tommy, you were thinking of, of Bobby Leslie. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, he's got like long hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Leslie, he's like, he's, he, I think he's kind of young. He's got crazy mobility. He's really fucking strong. I don't uh, recognize that name. Where's he been? I need to see him on my rosters. Yeah. He, he's just not, I don't think he's anywhere. He's got a family. So I think one thing with your class too, honestly, is when, it, when in, in general weight classes, honestly, the longer guys are in it, they start gaining weight because that's life with training, gaining muscle. So a lot of weight classes are almost transient naturally because of the weight we gain as we age and as we put on mass. Um, so I think it's very important that each of us backfill as we sell, right? They are, I think if we do a job by being a good ambassador for the sport, and if I can gain two 105 athletes to replace me when I gain too much weight to retire, then I've done my job for the future of the sport. And I think 
I think that's really the key. That's why it's hard every year to predict these classes because you never know who gained weight. It's just so tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't gain weight if I try. So I, I'm never going up. I, I don't even know if I've seen 90 kilos. Maybe we'll do a 60 or 73 kilo men class someday. Bro, I'm all over that. <laughs> Dominate it. <laughs> but I, I think, but I think this year though, I think we should be pr- pretty interesting. I think the Dayless twins, you had John, uh, Josh Lancaster, Dropping down a lot, of good, a lot of good UKs rising that are going to come to yeah. There's a lot of good UK 80s right now. I mean, I like all the UK guys, so I'll, I don't have a problem saying it. I'm not worried about any of them. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that right there, that, that's a clip right there to, to promote. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to explain shit to me. <laughs> Didn't any of them even make day three? Actually, no. It, it was, no, no. Dean it, McVie. It, Dean McVie is the only one who made day three. Scott, three. Everyone else was American. Scotland. Yeah. Savage. Savage. I mean, yeah. It's. But you know what? To be fair, I don't have to travel to another country and do a weird weight cut and time change and stuff. So, I, you know, I, I don't I know, like man. That in a little bit. I went from here to South Africa, and I didn't feel fucking shit. I performed pretty well. I was happy with my performance. So I don't get all that personally. Well, no, you went this way. Oh, South Africa. Okay, I was. Well, I was thinking <laughs> South America. I was like. No, well, yeah, that, that was a 16-hour flight, and there was a big time zone change. All right, so maybe it's not a big deal. But, I mean, you know, I'm actually going to I'm gonna do a YouTube video on this, um, and I'll say it here on your show so that I force myself to have to do it. But I, I want to do a little video on, like, sort of the costs, both real and monetary and, like, emotional and logistical that are associated with competing. Like, so this next competition, Clash, well, no, seriously, what's it called? Clash of the 80s? Clash, is that of, the the 80s. 80s? Clash of the Okay. Cla- I didn't I, I know Clash of I didn't know if it was Clash on the Coast, but it was the 80s, but it's Clash oh, so, of the Rockies. So Clash on the Coast is our flagship like the only that's the 105, that's the one. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So for Clash of the 80s, um it's in Denver with, which has an altitude change, so I'm going 7 days early. I mean, I'm I'm already doing a ton of conditioning to get ready. It, it which is insane. It's so funny, right? It's a two we're going to it's a 2-hour show. So like just how much work goes into this tiny little snippet of our lives. Right. But I'm going there seven days early so that I can get acclimated to the altitude. Um, right. So that's just in, in the flight, um, you know, maybe I, I didn't buy it that long ago, but it was almost, it was almost $800. I don't know what's going on, but it was like a fucked up flight. Like I've got to, I've got to, um, you know, pay for uh, uh, Airbnb or hotel stay. Um, but with clash, you know, there was no registration fee. Right. Did right. I, was I supposed to pay? No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's cool. So that's one thing that's that 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 um I don't have to pay for it. You guys are covering two nights in a hotel, which is also awesome. So I don't have to pay for that. Um, so that that, but even with that, you know, there's still this time commitment. And luckily, I own fucking gyms. You know, part of my career is competing. So I, I can only imagine what it must be like for someone else, and maybe somebody else come from another country and, and you know things like that it's brutal man and that is a good point and you know ideally perfect world five years from now it's not where you have to pay for any of it it's where like hey guys i'm flying you out here and putting you up so there is basically no monetary commitment eventually that's you know that's the ideal goal yeah because it is it adds up man even when you have stuff comped it really does add up it's so yeah. fucking hard out there and tom I, i'm gonna help you out here you forgot to plug yourself so tommy hosts a youtube channel called the odd object podcast where you oh yeah talks a lot of, <laughs> We're a lot of topics on strongman so i'll put that i'll put that link below so you guys can check it out see everything else tommy has talked about in the subscribe 
like, subscribe, comment on all the odd object stuff. Please. Notification yeah. bell so you know when all the new videos come out. Yeah, and, and follow me on Instagram. I'm losing followers. Just daily. I, I went from 10.6 to 10.3. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, it's the Russians. I'm falling off. <laughs> it's inflation. Well, well I, I think I, I didn't renew. I didn't renew my subscription, and it's all those fake accounts that I bought that are being. Uh, I'll get you, man. You got to remember auto pay. Well, that will also be in on, on below, but I have a couple more questions before we let yep. you go, Tommy. So there's two questions where I like to ask every guest. So was there a moment within strongman that you realized your potential that was there a, was it was a single day was a course of a year. Was it a single contest where you're like, I'm made for this or I'm going to be a champion. Is there a day that you realized your potential? Um, I mean, I've always thought I was going to be great at it, but I, I think, I think if I had to pick one, because it, it, it was such a high level of sport, it would be the 2019 OSG that, that story I told earlier about where I realized that I should be trying to win this instead of it, it was realizing my true potential instead of, uh, you know, I think a lot of times we need to be given permission for stuff. And I realized I didn't have to do that. And I was like, oh, fuck, I could just take this if I want it. Like, why? Because, uh, well, I, I guess I was about to start rambling, but I was, you know, going to say some other stuff. But but that that was the day. Yeah, hearing your story, <laughs> hearing your story, that's the moment for me I, that, yeah, I would have picked that out. So yeah. literally mid-contest, that's, that's a great answer. Um, and then, Tommy, what does it take to be a winner? Fucking genetics, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's as good as answer as any man that I've heard. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. I mean, I mean, I guess I, it's like, I guess I know what the right answer is or the answer I'm supposed to say. Right. But a, a lot of times, I mean, I really do think I really consider myself a very lucky person. And I think I've realized over time, it's because I try to focus on the good things that are happening to me and not focus on the bad things. So to me, I'm always noticing when like cool shit happens. Like um, when I won the year that I won OSG, I won nationals and I won because I tied for first place and won on a tiebreaker. And the thing that made me win was like 0.19 seconds on a stopwatch. Right. Well, that's, well, that's human error. That could have gone either way. It just happened to favor me, you know Um, just, just a lot of little things like that where, you know, sometimes it, it it feels like maybe I didn't win, but I just get to win. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I know all my answers always end up being fucking pretentious bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. No one said pretentious. Don't put I did. I know. I did. Baby's mouth. You read his I, eye. I did. Um, but you know, I, I think you, first of all, you, you I, I, all the obvious things like, you know, work really hard, right? Have to want it. Um, for me, with everything I do, I, I can I get into something and I become obsessed with it. So I found skateboarding. I became obsessed with skateboarding. All I did was think about skateboarding. Then I, I became a hairdresser and I became obsessed with being good at that and the piano. And when it's strongman, it's 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 the same thing. Um, and when I'm coming up to a comp- competition. I fall asleep thinking about the events and doing like deadlifting in my mind over and over and over and over. And over. I mean, it's like just one single movement, but I imagine doing it over and over and over. So I don't know if anyone else needs to be obsessed with something, but for me, I just, 
become obsessed, you know? Um, and if I didn't have that, I don't think I would do as well. I think, you know, I think going back to your genetic thing, I think, you know, one of the phrases I've always hated is what is it? Hard work beats talent. Yeah. That might be true in a lot of things, but when it's a physical sport, that is not that true. Yeah. A lot of times that is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah. I think if you want to win the 80 kilo class, you have to be five foot eight. I think that's, I just think you have to be five foot eight. I think if you're five foot 10, you're not going to, you know, if that works. genetics, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have a really uh, long ape, a uh, big ape index, a positive ape index. I don't know. <laughs> You know, um, you know, you know, it's interesting. You're saying about like thinking about the events, like pretty much visualizing you doing doing well in deadlift, pressing. Yeah. I, I would, I would try to do that, and then a lot of times I start like my my, I feel like I'm there, and then my heart starts beating out of my chest, and I'm trying to Dude. sleep, and yeah. that's, getting, that's keeping me up. I don't know if you, you've you visualization. Yeah, you, you have to pick the the times. So, <laughs> visual, yeah, because if you do it the wrong time, you're screwed for the rest of the night. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since I've been taking melatonin uh, more regularly, I felt like I could just think of whatever and then and just go to bed. Is that what they call? The, is that what they call you? What you've been eating? Melatonin, <laughs> melatonins. Dude, I, I I just got back into weed gummies. So as soon as I hang this up, I'm about to take a quarter of a weed gummy. <laughs> nice. I got to tiptoe into that shit. I don't know if I can say we approve on this podcast, but. <clears throat> If it's legal in your state, we approve. If it's legal, we approve. It's absolutely a, it's it's legal here, yeah. <laughs> but that's all my questions for today, Anthony. Do you have any last comments? Any? Yeah, I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on, Tommy. This is awesome. I think it's very important that we um, just get stories out there as much as we can. You know, we everyone that has everyone has their own reach, and I think you know if we can get people to you that may not have previously had it, that that helps everybody. And so, I thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. you. Were very awesome. good guest. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks, guys. So, so for for Tommy, I'm gonna put his Instagram below, his YouTube below, so you guys can look and subscribe and follow him. Um, keep your eyes out for my seminar down at Tommy's, one of Tommy's gyms in Williamsburg, in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, we're pretty much that one's filling up. It seems like there's only a handful of spots left. Yeah, I had, I, think I, had, I had two more today uh, sign up, so I think we're up to yeah. There there are only a few spots left. Hey, how many times do world world class athletes go around for that? For I mean, I'm yes. Sign up for Candy Singh because you're going to learn. That man has taught. He's taught me after I was a two time champion. He taught me shit. So go to his seminars. <laughs> you're already here. But for the for you guys listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, notification bell, so you know when the new videos are coming. Also, and- tag when you share. Tag. tag. What else? What else? There's something else supposed to do for the algorithm. Just, just oh. stay strong, guys. Just, just be uh-huh. jacked. Stay strong. There we go. <laughs>